Who's tired of bad news? Don't you just want something that makes you smile, laugh, or feel good? Whether you start your day with this podcast or listen when you need a mood boost, your daily chocolate is a quick, calorie-free way to feel good. In less than 15 minutes, you'll hear funny stories, clean jokes, and interviews with inspirational people. Your host, Patty Deutsch, is bound and determined to counterbalance all the negativity that's out there today. Just give yourself a moment to indulge in these bite-sized stories. It'll be good for you. Okay, y'all. I love cookies. I do love chocolate more, but cookies are a close second. And when you think of a cookie empire, oh, maybe in the olden days you thought of Mrs. Fields cookies, right? You could go to the mall, you smell that fresh cookie smell, you get them and they're still warm. That's the old days. Nowadays, we've got Eleni's. And Eleni Giannopoulos and I actually grew up together, believe it or not. Small town in Bay Area of Northern California. And that's where our paths end, actually, until today. She went one direction, I went another. She is now in New York City and running this huge cookie empire. Starting from her mom's recipe for oatmeal cookies, she now makes more than 20 million cookies a year. And she has been listed as one of Oprah's favorites. She's done commissions for Elton John, the royal family. It's absolutely incredible. And these cookies are available to just you and me. So I'm excited for you to hear from her. And be sure you listen all the way through to the end for a special opportunity for you. So without further ado, I introduce you to Eleni Giannopoulos. Eleni, I am so happy that you're joining me on your Daily Chocolate. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, You have this incredible cookie empire. And yet, I don't think you started in baking. Um, I think you started at at Time, Inc. And somehow your oatmeal raisin cookie became a thing. How, How did that happen? Did you already have a passion for cooking or how'd that transpire? I think it transpired because I had this desire to have my own company above all. At the time, I had worked at Timing for about five years and I had many friends in New York City and at least a handful were starting their own companies and it was contagious and I wanted to do the same. I come from an entrepreneurial family. My father worked for himself majority of his career and I think I saw that inspiration to have my own company. The cookies just became the obvious to sell. I certainly looked at a couple other food categories. I originally thought I'd have a baklava company, but my mother convinced me no one would buy baklava outside of Greek Easter, which was very smart. (laughs) And I, I, I might've looked to cooking because my mother cooked not professionally, but she would do when the Greek festival was happening in the Oakland Bay area she would do some of the TV spots and, and oh. cook um, or make Greek food on local TV programs. So she was probably an inspiration. She also taught cooking to groups of women. And I probably saw that as a possible career, or I was certainly grew up in a household where, you know, she was very creative in the kitchen and confident and, and gave that to me. I, I definitely have always enjoyed baking. I baked a lot with my grandmother. My mother is actually not a baker. She used to say that 
fruit was dessert, which I've I, I have never felt. I have oh. no, not at all. Absolutely not. No, I've never felt that no. way. Although she did say cookies were her favorite thing over pies and cakes. So where did you get your first recipe then? My my first recipe is my mother's. The it oatmeal. Is. It is. It was her neighbor's when we lived in Oakland, and she gave her this recipe. And at the time, they were really fascinated by the recipe because it did not have butter or eggs. Oh. Um, and if you advertised, oh, this is very healthy for you, no one would try it. But if right. you said it's tremendously fattening, but just try one bite, then they would and they loved it. Who knew today it's vegan? And um, it, we are actually selling an oatmeal cookie today that is a departure from that. However, in the next couple of years, we'll probably bring back the original oatmeal. Really? Okay. So fun. go back to the classic, huh? Go back to the classic. Yeah. Today, our oatmeal cookie is very crisp and light. You can see the air, the, the sunlight ah. through it. The original oatmeal is kind of gooey, soft cookie. That's my kind. Yeah. <laughs> you can dunk it. Love it. So how did you get from that one cookie recipe to, you know, commission things for Elton John and the royal family? And, you know, how does that happen? My husband found this article in the New York Times about the Chelsea market in downtown New York years ago, and it was being promoted as a safe place to bake and run your business and it was designed for women bakers. Oh. So we started in the Chelsea market, which gave us tremendous visibility. And I think through that, it helped us gain clients like Slatkin Candles that's how I came to do the Elton John house. I was hired, commissioned by Slatkin Candles to make this gift for Elton John. Oh my goodness. Which was really fun. Um, and at the time in the Chelsea market, you could see production. So it was pretty eye-catching to all the clients walking by and they could see this six-foot gingerbread house being you know, made with everything was edible and it had like stained glass candy windows. It was, it was oh, probably my goodness. one of the most fun projects I've ever made. The Royal family, we did a lot of work um, when William and Kate got married. An employee of mine came up with this idea. It was her idea to create a whole line about the Royal wedding. And we made these cookie China plates <laughs> and it was so much fun and they're public figures. So we ended up getting all this press on it and, and we really had a ball with the project. It, it certainly kept our everyday world interesting. Yeah. Was that the first time you did sort of the theme collection or were you already, because I mean, you'll do, you know, Mother's Day and we'll talk about that later, but, you know, uh, different cookies for Mother's Day or Kentucky Derby, a horse, right. a jockey and all that kind of stuff. Was that, uh, was that Royal Wedding the first time that you did that? I, I, the inspiration for the different themes and occasions really came from our customers. So they would really? come into our store in the Chelsea market. They would see these jars of cookies. Like I have a bunny rabbit. I have a palm tree. I have a Christmas tree or a flower. And I want to put them together in a gift box for my friend. And then it, you know, kind of the light bulb goes off. Wait, why don't I put together the gift boxes right. and sell them that way? Instead of selling one cookie, we'll sell 18 cookies together. And that's how it was kind of born our quote conversation cookies, really from listening to the clients who wanted these gift sets of yeah. the, you know, highly decorative cookies. And and they're a lot of fun because you know, we truly could make anything you want out of a cookie. Yeah. So I have to ask you, you have a couple of uh, children. Are yes. you the mom that always has to bake for their classrooms? <laughs> yes. <Are you? laughs> that or provide the cookies. And it's so much fun. And my daughter loves to bake. 
She's oh, now and a half. She's quite an accomplished baker. But, and that's part of the reason why we are nut free because at first we were not. And then the classrooms in New York city, many required nut free. So, so I have to come home from my job to bake, to bring the cookies in. And I realized just make the bakery nut free and yeah. let the bakery ship it in. What's the benefit to having nuts in it? Anything? Or is it just some people? It's just a beautiful, delicious taste. But yeah. Okay. Having our line nut free has opened up a much wider audience. We can bring like safe dessert to everyone. Yeah. Many families that have a person with an allergen, it affects the entire family. They all shop nut free for the that okay. person's safety. Okay. Got it. So I think when a lot of people think about baking, you know, or chocolate making or cookie making or whatever, they think of, I love Lucy right? and the assembly <laughs> yeah. line kind of thing. Um, so how many cookies a day are you making? Uh, today we are making anywhere. We estimate this year will be somewhere in the 20 million mark on cookies for 2022. Holy cow. All the different flavors. We're very excited. We've seen a tremendous growth. We're selling to multiple airports in the United States, many different um, grocery stores. What I love about the cookie business and my product line is that we are both something for your pantry and then we're also gift. So today I'm happy to tell you that you'll find our products in a golf store, many wine stores. We've opened up with wine.com. Uh, gift stores, flower shops, grocery stores, Hallmark, hotel. Really? So it's really fun. So it can cross all lines. We sell e-commerce, but we sell a lot to the mom pop little stores. And and it's it's been really rewarding. Oh my goodness. I had no idea. Yeah. That's, so that's awesome. If somebody was going to start a similar business, what what tips would you give them? Think through what you want to do. Why are you starting a cookie company? Do you want to bake? Are you wanting to be in the kitchen every day? Do you just love baking? Or do you want a very big business? Are you growing it to see mass distribution? Do you want to have a retail store, several retail stores? Or do you want to only wholesale? In today's world, there are many contract manufacturers. You might come up with an idea and let somebody else produce it. Many people who have the most brilliant sales and marketing ideas are not best positioned to actually manufacture it themselves. These are questions I would very much ask yourself before you got started. And, and how much money do you have to invest in this company? You, you mentioned uh, when you got your start, you had a lot of friends that were starting their own businesses. Is that where you got some of your wisdom for how, how to get started? I'm fortunate to have three or four very good friends who are also in the food industry and we support each other. And I've learned a lot from them. I think um, in general, watching other friends develop different businesses, we've all collaborated and you learn about the capital it takes, the energy it takes, the the commitment it does by your, your support of your family. It takes a lot. (laughs) It takes a village, right? (laughs) It's not like checking into a nine to five job. At the end of the day, your name is on the brand and on the cookie. And if there's a problem, you have to solve it. Yeah. Do you still have your presence at Chelsea Market or you've outgrown that? We do not have our store in Chelsea Market. We gave up our lease after many years. And at first, my son and I were so sad. Oh my gosh, we came home. We cried. We're giving up the store. And then to be honest, the next day was in January. It ended at the end of the calendar year. And in January, we woke up and it was snowing. And typically, 
you know, when it's snowing in New York City, you have less foot traffic, less sales. And I realized I don't own the store. It's okay. And I've never looked back and I've never been happier. I don't, I had a great experience. I think the Chelsea market put our brand name on the map, but I don't miss being in retail today. And I don't have any desire to go back. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm I'm so proud of you and all that you've accomplished. And I'm so grateful that you agreed to come on the podcast and I will put a link to your website. Okay. I thought it was just online sales, but you mentioned Hallmark. Uh, people can find your your cookies in other retail places, right? Yeah. So, yeah. okay. They can start to look for our retail locations. We're starting to update our website now. We'll, okay. It will start to show different retail locations. We're a Wonderful. little slow to get that going, but it's coming. So with Mother's Day coming up, what what is the most popular cookie or collection for moms? With Mother's Day, we are promoting our pink sugar cookies. We have collaborated with breastcancer.org. And I think it's brilliant for Mother's Day to support anyone you know. And it's a terrific organization. And I'm honored to be a part of it. And that's what we'll be promoting, of course, as well with our flower cookies and coloring book cookies and all the rest. Yeah, you actually have paint yourself cookies, yes, right? Yes. Where people can They're really <laughs> yeah, fun. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Put the personal touch on them. All right. Well, Lenny, I'll finish with um, some rapid fire questions. Okay. So, first thing that comes to mind. So, what is your favorite cookie to eat? The pink sugar. Okay. I love it. Who is somebody that you would still like to cook for or bake for? I one time had the opportunity to have Danny Meyer over to my home and I baked dessert for Danny. That was a huge honor. Wow. I was so nervous, but it was so fun. And I made Greek rice pudding and the first batch failed. And I had to make a second batch so you could smell kind of this milk all over the kitchen, which was not a good moment. Uh, No. It was not good. (laughs) And And my husband came home and it was a dinner party with 12 people. Danny and his wife were one of the 12. And he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm making dessert. Where's the dinner? There's no dinner. I haven't even started the dinner yet. But anyways, it was the second match worked out. That was a huge honor. I mean, who would I want to make dessert for? I'd love to make dessert for Ina Garden. Ooh, that'd be fun. That would be intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's your favorite thing about New York City? Probably walking. Ah. Everywhere you go, there's something interesting and new to see. And there's an energy level of the city that you cannot get anywhere else. Love it. Yeah. And if you're wanting to get away, what's your favorite place to get away? Lake Tahoe. <laughs> Good. <laughs> without, without question, Lake Tahoe. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> I love Lake Tahoe. All right. And because this is your daily chocolate podcast, I have to ask you, what's your favorite chocolate? Oh, that's easy. Very, very dark chocolate with sea salt. Ooh, Very okay. dark. Any particular brand? I also love C's candies. I love really? dark chocolate. Yes. But maybe okay. it's because it's familiar and we grew up with it. Yeah. Can you get that in New York City? You can. They opened a store on West 8th Street. Okay. Just so random and so fabulous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me and um, we will point people your way and I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day. Okay. And I'm honored to be on the show. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some cookies. 
Hey, listen, if you enjoyed that, comment, review the episode, or share it with a friend. And if you do, you may just be the winner of a box of Eleni's pink sugar cookies, and you could receive them just in time for Mother's Day. But you got to respond, review, comment, whatever, by the end of this week, Friday, okay? And you know, Mother's Day is coming up. Our next episode will feature some heartwarming mother's stories, tributes to moms, that sort of thing. And if you've got a story that you want the world to hear about your mom, reach out to me and we can uh, include that in next week's episode. You can reach me at patty at yourdailychocolate.com and you can check out Eleni's cookie collection at elenis.com, E-L-E-N-I-S.com. All right. Thanks for joining us. Hope this made your day sweet and we'll see you next week. Take care.